Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast. My name is Heather, and I am, as always, so grateful that you are here spending a little chunk of your online time with me. So this week, or even really in the next two days, there's going to be actually two episodes coming out. I was just feeling very inspired to talk and riff a little bit today. So that's what we're going to be doing. Well, actually, so earlier this morning, I recorded the podcast that I had planned for this week anyway, which is talking about um, my evolving relationship with alcohol. So that's like a pretty important, like kind of 3D, but also not one. And I really felt like talking about maybe just sharing from my heart some more spiritual concepts or whatever, just because, yeah, I feel like we've all been so serious and maybe had to focus on more 3D things lately. So let's just take a moment to collectively join hands as starseeds and lightworkers or whatever you like to refer to yourself as. Just join our collective souls um, in the astral realms and talk via our hearts for a little bit. So even like the name of today's episode is really a bit of a spoof because you know, how to do light work. We are doing it all the time. The very fact that you are listening to this episode makes me know that you are somebody whose very presence on this planet at this time is light work. The fact that you are here and you are still choosing love and you are still choosing personal growth, you are still choosing to lean into your discomfort and you are still choosing to show up via your heart the very fact that you have found my work and connected with my work, whether it is just this one time or if you've been listening for really like what the 16, 17-ish months that I've been doing this, maybe even more than that, probably like 18 or 19-ish months now, then I know that you are someone who is like me, stubborn, right? Stubborn in the face of fear and everything which is not love that is present on the earth right now, that is not new and has been here for thousands of years, but is becoming more and more obvious and more impossible to turn away from. And the very fact that you are still here showing up and living from your heart, that makes me know that you are doing light work 24 seven. But I thought it would be cool to actually, I don't know, break down these concepts in a more tangible way and just how I go about the practice of actually like, quote unquote, doing light work, what that looks like, what what defining that terminology for myself has looked like too, because I know that when we come into this sphere, and maybe this is the first time you're hearing this, or maybe you've heard this term, maybe you do call yourself a light worker, but it's like, well, what does that actually mean? what does that even mean? You know, like what, what is a light code? What are codes in general? What are energy codes? What is light work? How do I do light work? Do I have to try to do light work? Can I stop doing light work? Should light work hurt? Et cetera. So yeah, again, this is very much my own experience with it. Um, and that's just what we're going to be speaking about today. So Before we get into that, I just wanted to say that, yes, my evolutionary astrology reader training is open for enrollment as we speak. We're getting started in a couple of weeks now, so soon. Um, So if you are curious about studying astrology, so evolutionary astrology is a specific branch of astrology that focuses on 
really the soul's incarnation and the soul's evolutionary purpose across many lifetimes. Um, so even if you have studied regular astrology, you know, I have most of my students have studied astrology before and they always learn so much new stuff because it it takes a more karmic and evolutionary perspective. Um, so that will be linked in the show notes. Otherwise, where to even begin? I mean, with this topic, I think, well, I mean, we've kind of already gotten started anyway, but I think we'll start by talking about like light work and exactly what that means, right? This concept, how do I define it? And I'm not necessarily going to say it in like this really like good Webster's dictionary definition kind of terms, but just how I conceptualize light work and why it is so important on the planet right now. Essentially, it is like taking what is not love and turning it to love. Like it is as simple as that. And it is alchemy, right? It is the finest form and the most true form of alchemy because it is looking at something which is not love. Anything which is not love is anything that vibrates at a frequency lower than love, which is anything which is not truth, right? Any untruth, any like unforgiveness, any um, pain, suffering, trauma, uh, hate, anger, grief, boredom, um, all of these things which are not love, taking any of that, right, greed, these monstrosities, control, right, all of these things which are not love, taking that and bringing awareness to it. So that's the first step, really, bringing awareness to that thing which is not love and noticing the lack of love that is there because when we label something hate, right, we then feel called to be angry at it or to hate it or to be triggered by it. But when we can label something that we might have otherwise labeled as hate and we label it simply as lack of love, right, anything which is not love is the lack of love, that brings in so much compassion and understanding for that person who is expressing that hate or whatever the the thing is, right? And this is not always the easiest thing. And I definitely like this has been a journey for me and this still is a journey, right? And often we will, first off, you know, we will go into that hyper-triggered mode where we'll be like, ah, how dare you say that about me, right? But then sometimes when we are, you know, tuned into love and tuned into the truth of the universe and we're tuned into the truth of unity consciousness and all that is we realize we you know an hour later can be like oh right that thing that really triggered me that that person said that was just simply them expressing the lack of love that they feel and then that compassion can come in and then when that awareness comes in and that compassion comes in then love is possible and we have the choice then because we have the awareness where there is awareness, there can be choice. When we have that choice to love, despite every single part of us, you know, every single part of our egoic uh, protection mechanism that wants to get angry and stay angry and not forgive, right? Because to forgive feels like weakness. It feels like giving in. It feels like we've lost and the human doesn't like to lose. But we make that choice to forgive and to open our heart in the face of that lack of love, 
it cannot stay the same. It is physically impossible for it not to alchemize in some way. And it may not be immediately to like from our human perspective, because all of this is happening on planes, like interdimensional planes, like dimensions that are not necessarily just the 3D. And so while you are having your human and this other person, right, this other person who you think is expressing hate towards you, are having this 3D interaction on this planet, right, that is just a representation of the the darkness and the light that is currently in battle or not even in battle but is currently in conversation, right, on the astral realms, And so you, in that moment, by choosing to open to love, even when every single part of you wants to meet them with that same anger, with that same hatred, or with guilt or shame, or being like, how dare you speak to me like that, you know, whatever it is, but you choose to say, I love you. And, you know, whether you're saying it physically or not, or whether you're just taking a moment in meditation that night to forgive, to move that tightness from your body, that tightness from your body that doesn't want to forgive. Even if that person doesn't necessarily like immediately call you and be like, wow, sorry, I was wrong, right? Doesn't apologize straight away. That hate, that emotion that that started this whole thing cannot stay the same. And it will change. It has changed because time, our 3D idea of time is this illusory concept. And so once it's changed on these in these other dimensions, which it is, right? It's already changed. Love is already all that there is. We're just going through the motions of taking the actions to get there right now, essentially, to bring more and more love and light to this planet through our actions, through our 3D tangible actions, right? So you have changed that person's life. You have cracked open that person's heart Your love has done that, has transmuted that particular emotion that they were bringing through that was the lack of love. So that is lightwork in essence. Lightwork is bringing love to places that were not love. And there are so many different ways to speak about this, but that's a major thing. And so the thing with lightwork is that it starts with you because we as starseeds, as interdimensional beings, as lightworkers, as priestesses, as reincarnated ascended masters, whatever your soul's journey has been to be here on this planet at this time, and even if you don't know what that is, I know there is. The fact that you are listening to these words, you've gotten 11 minutes into this and haven't been like, what the hell is she talking about? right, and exited out, you know, I know you're here for a reason, I know your soul chose to be here right now to bring love, to crack open the hearts of humans, okay, so whatever that is for you, um, in order to be able to do that for the collective, it starts with us, it has to start internally, we can't just like be holding all this self-hatred and self-shame and self-guilt and all these like regrets and stuff inside of us and then expect to be able to love everybody else and forgive everybody who's ever wronged us right and that's where you get the the concept of um 
what is it called? Like spiritual bypassing, right? When everyone's like, oh yeah, just love and light, like forgive them, blah, 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 blah. But they're holding on to so much internal anger because they're trying to do the light work for other people without doing it for themselves, without turning it inwards. And so that that process of healing, like really self-healing, self-light work, self-loving all that is not love inside of you you know, there's no time frame for how long that will or won't take. I think it is an ever-evolving process. Um, I think that it can happen in a, in a moment when we decide to, especially now that it's becoming more and more common and those, those codes of self-forgiveness are becoming more and more active in the atmosphere, in the quantum field. It's becoming more and more possible for us to do it very quickly. Um, and it will also look very different for everybody, you know, that the, the process of self-forgiveness um, and and healing the grudges that you hold within your own heart may look like a ton of like anger release and screaming and crying, right? Because we are moving through those different emotional states of being that are so uniquely and beautifully human that we have access to and that move in a spectrum, right? And so if we are coming from despondency and if we are coming from depression, we're coming from a state of like frozen emotions to actually access our anger is the healing process because anger is actually a way higher frequency than despondency. And so though that time when we do find it within us, we find that energy, we unlock that life force to experience that anger and express that anger at something that happened to us that we were once like just completely shut it out of our mind because we weren't able to look at it or, or um, heal it at all, right? That is light work. You know, anger expression can be light work, is light work, because anything that raises the frequency of anything, whether that's ourselves or something else or something that happened to us or a traumatic memory, that is light work because we're bringing more love and we're coming closer to love because love is that point in that emotional scale, that that vibrational frequency scale where we move from untruth into truth. As soon as we move as soon as we can feel love, we are vibrating at truth, the frequency of truth. And that's when we are aligned to the highest timeline. We're aligned to the true timeline that we are on right now, that we are just trying to all calibrate to move as many people as we can to be vibrating at the same frequency as this true truth timeline. Okay, so the first step in light work is inner light work. We cannot skip this. And then the thing is that once you have activated any codes inside of yourself, so maybe you have activated self-forgiveness codes, maybe you have activated freedom codes, maybe you've activated abundance codes, maybe you have activated love codes, maybe you've activated um, like independent codes, maybe you've activated what else? Sovereignty codes, maybe you've activated truth codes, whatever the codes are that you have taken your time to activate within your own auric field, then these codes exist within your auric field. And then you have the power then to anchor those in 
for the entire collective and for people that you meet. And so that is why my students probably get so sick of me saying this, right, is that the work we're doing in terms of the 3D tangible concepts of human design and astrology is secondary to our own auric field anchoring of whichever codes we want to then install into the people that work with us. And so one of my biggest codes that I like to install into people that work with me is sovereignty and really that coming into the driver's seat of your own life. And so that is why so much of my own work, my own meditative work, my own internal process, whether that is happening in meditation or whether that's happening in the relationships in my life, you know, the the two ways that we work through our own junk when we're out in the world and when we're in our own internal world. All of that work, a lot of that work is focused on activating my own sovereignty in every like part of my life so that those codes are so dominant inside of my auric field that when people when people do choose to work with me in any way, shape or form, right, and they're receptive to it and they're willing to anchor into it, those codes become available for them to then like plug into and and activate inside their own aura. So it's not like I'm doing anything it's still very much their conscious free will choice to take that on, to accept what I am anchoring for them, what I have the intention of anchoring for them. Okay, so it's simply that I set the intention that if they desire to activate those codes within themselves, it is all available right there their system can read those little you know I'm just picturing like a little scanner thing like a little that's like scanning it in my field right and they can be like yep cool I'm I'm activating that within my own field like installing new hardware right and then also so that's like if we're doing it for individuals right for the people that we meet so you can do light work for people that you just meet the difference is like the only thing is that To a certain extent, people have to be open and willing to accept it. This doesn't have have to like happen consciously. Like there are sometimes when I see like a sad kid that's like being bullied or something and that breaks my heart. Like, you know, girls sitting all alone on the train, like just looking at all the other schoolgirls who like have all their friends, right? Whatever. And I'm like, you know, that melts my heart because that was me. And so I'll just like send her love, right? And it's then up to her whether she accepts that or not. Um, When I flew, the last time I flew to Queensland, actually, there was a kid who was clearly terrified of flying. And so I just sent, you know, just, well, called in Archangel Michael for his own protection and then was able to send, like, um, courage and relaxation, right, over in that direction and then it's up to him to accept or not and so it's not like he has to look me in the eye and be like yes I accept it is like happening on a subconscious level where either his aura is gonna be like "Mm -mm, no thank you Um, I'm having this experience of terror right now and that's how I'm choosing to live my human 3d incarnation right now or thank you you know what I I haven't received that sort of calming yet and I'm going to accept that So that's the same for when we do light work for anybody else. So you can do light work for anybody um, and it's up to their their presence whether to accept it or not. 
but then we can do light work for the collective. And this is something I love to do. And you can do it for either like the town that you live in, the city that you live in, the state that you live in, the country you live in, or you can do it for the entire planet. That is what we are all doing. So there are two pieces here. Obviously, every time that we raise our own vibration, every time that we lift our own frequency, every time that we love something that was not love inside of ourselves into love, we automatically are adding to the collective and bringing up and increasing the light and love that is present on this planet right now, right, across all dimensions, all timelines. So there is that piece too, but you can do that more consciously too and feel your body as this, this what's the word, like a, like a yielder, like a director of light and feel it streaming through and place it where you want it intentionally. So this is something that I did a lot when I was away because when I was away, obviously Melbourne, my city was in lockdown again. And I've spoken about this before, but this city is very traumatized. And I know there are a lot of cities that are quite traumatized, either being, you know, like India being ravaged by by the virus um, or cities that have just been like Melbourne that have just been locked down for so many months with such harsh restrictions that the mental health of the people is really struggling right, the mental and financial and safety concerns for the people is is really struggling. And so something that I did when I was away, because I was able to be out of it and not have to be so hyper-focused on my own mental health being locked down when I was here, I was able to every morning in meditation send like codes of joy and silliness and freedom and sovereignty to the city of Melbourne, right? And so it's, you can do it any way that you like. And it's not like I even like learned this anywhere or made this rule somehow. This is just literally what feels right to me is that I move into meditation. I ground myself so that I'm not leaving my own energy field in order to uh, heal somebody else, especially when you're trying to heal something like a city of multiple million people. You know, you don't want to be giving your energy to them simply moving energy from the cosmos, from other dimensions, from whatever like alien beings that you work with, whatever it is, whatever your specific branch of light work that you feel connected to do is. Okay. So I ground myself to make sure I ground my auric field to make sure that I'm staying in my field. Then I'll move into like moving, um, cosmic energy, like quantum energy, collective, like creator source energy through my body and feel that auric field really like activate in myself and feel those codes of joy, of silliness, of freedom activate in my own field. And then I will literally just in my, in my third eye, like in my mind's eye, visualize the city of Melbourne. I see it from above. Um, and obviously I know what it looks like, but you I don't think you have to know what a city looks like specifically from above to, to visualize it. Because if you just are holding the intention of like, this is where this energy is going. And then I would just, <laughs> it just sounds so silly, but literally just like install those codes into the city, like shoot down little rays of joy, like shoot down little pockets of sunshine, shoot down like little... Um, aspects of freedom, right? And activate those codes within the entire auric field of the city so that people have the choice to step into that. Again, they all have the choice. Just 
adding to the collective codes that were available in order for people in that city to step into, right? So that is my little how to do light work podcast. If anybody else has played with this, I would love to hear how you go about it. Um, But this was really fun. I think we needed this. I needed this too. Like, let's just remember we are galactic beings. We are playing around on this earth plane. And if it sucks, we'll just like call up the, you know, if it gets any more sucky, we'll just like call up the, um, the intergalactic space station to take us all away. No, I'm just kidding. Like if you're anything like me, you're here and committed to earth's ascension, whatever you want to call it till the very end. I'm not going anywhere. I will be here. I will fight for humanity until the very end. I will love humanity till the very end. We're not going anywhere, but that is what we need to remember is that we have so much more power than anything which is not love because we are love. And even if we have had experiences that have led us to believe that we are not love, that we are not lovable, that we must hold on to this guilt and shame, etc., forever, it's not true because the only truth is love because love is the same frequency as truth. Okay, that feels like a really good place to wrap it up. Love you so much, and I will talk to you soon. Well, probably tomorrow, actually, because there'll be another episode coming out tomorrow.